Spoilers. Spoilers. Spoiler season with us. New cards. Welcome to episode four of Spoiler Season Rivals of Ixalan. Thank you to New England Comics, who you can check out on Facebook at NEC Coolidge, and to Flipside Gaming, who you can find at flipsidegaming.com for their support. And also, we want to extend a special thank you to everyone who tuned in today for our first ever Twitch stream. Uh, if you're interested, uh, we stream on Twitch. Uh, our tag is Norm the Rhino, uh, R-Y-N-O. You can find us on Twitch, and uh, we, we were streaming some four-color energy standard today. We went uh, four and one and three and two, so we had a good good, good little session. Yeah. A lot of fun, right? A lot of fun. Yeah. Great. So let's dive into the spoilers. So <laughs> our first one uh, is Seedhorn Ceratops. No, you have to start with the blue one because you said dive in. <laughs> but I'm more excited about the blue one. I guess okay. it makes sense to start with it. So yeah. we'll start with the blue one then. Nezahal, Primal Tide. This is blue, blue, five for a 7-7 seven, seven legendary elder dinosaur. It cannot be countered. You have no maximum hand size. I love that. Uh, and whenever an opponent casts a non-creature spell, draw a card. Love that. And then discard three cards, exile Nezahal, return it to the battlefield tapped under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. Okay. It's a, a okay. nice control finisher. This card is beautiful. It's so beautiful. Tell me more. Why why is it so good? It's so beautiful. It's I, so good in control mirrors. Like mm. I don't know if I want it as the normal control finisher. Uh the lack of flash is rough. Um but like oh my gosh. Can't be countered, so that shuts off like most of the ways that your control deck is going to answer like a big finisher. Mm -hmm. uh, they still have you know cast out and Vraska's contempt and stuff like that, but who cares? They cast it, you draw a card, and then you just discard a couple, exile it, it comes back. Like that's a real cost, but uh, as long as you can stay like with a reasonable number of cards in your hand, you have no max hand size, so like it just seems like a really strong control finisher. It reminds me a little bit of Pearl Lake Ancient, mm. which uh, was, you know, seven mana, six, seven prowess. Uh, it did have flash, which was a big upside for it. Sure. Um, but it, could it be countered? I don't remember. That's a great question. Could Pearl Lake Ancient... Might... I thought it couldn't. Uh, I thought it had, had the uncounterable clause. Uh, yeah, it can't be countered. can't oh, be okay. countered. Um, and then it's a voidance instead of discarding three cards was you had to return three lands you control to their owner's hand, um, which... Oh, that's a much greater cost. Because well, in a... control, when you're, like, accruing all this card advantage, you want to be able to cast two or three spells in a turn, especially yeah. if you're in a mirror and you're getting into these, like, counter war, counter spell yeah. battles. And it was usually fine to do once, sometimes sure. twice, but... If you're if once you do it three times, you're right. You like couldn't fight over right. stuff anymore. And your opponent would play something cheaper, and then they they would run away with the game. Um, but uh, so discarding three cards is a little bit nicer, especially if you're going to be uh, getting some card advantage. Uh, so seems great uh, in a control mirror uh, out of the sideboard. Um, so you think not as good against like as a finisher against a deck like Teamer? It's teamer just energy. a little like it, when I'm playing against Teamer. I, I just, it's 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 weird because right now like the control decks right are the best control decks are blue white mm -hmm. but they're blue white combo control like approach and Drake Haven right so they don't need this well post board they sometimes side into Regal Caracal or Scarab God or Locust God or Torrential Gearhulks right because um, all people need to do is bring in the gate and yeah, those decks well at least the decks really approach struggle. is like completely dead yes um, and 
like, I don't know if you want this instead because I don't know, like, they're not really, they're not like traditional control decks that are built to play this kind of a control, build card advantage, and then play out a, like something to end the game. They're more like control until you get your combo online and then just, you know, go right. all out. So it feels a little bit strange um, in those decks, but maybe I, I'm sure it will it will see standard play. Maybe uh, it'll be more in like the blue black control because that's not yeah combo deck right. Like their win con basically now is gear hulks and scarabs. scarabs. Yeah, and scarabs can be so slow and fragile. Yeah. Like um, this, uh, the, yeah. Maybe I, this I think goes blue black still has major problems in that it doesn't have a sweeper, um, uh, but a, yeah, a seven a seven one. very sizable. It will block most things um, it doesn't have reach so you can't block the flyers uh, but it's not great that you also have to tap out on your turn for it uh, even if you can't protect sure. it immediately sure. and discarding three cards are real cost i don't think that typically in the late game uh like you this you don't always have a, a grip full of cards on and like if you do you're already gonna win you don't need this necessarily um but like against teamer they have so much card advantage built in sure. that, like, you're often competing with them in, along that axis. And, like, you know, you play a Scarab and, like, you're like, oh, I get to win tap. And then you get to win. And, like, it's great. But playing this, if you can't protect the, like, discard three cards, sure. Like, then they get to resolve the rest of their threats. So they get to go to town. And stuff. Like, you might not always want to discard three cards. So, yeah. I mean, it does have the nice card advantage built in, right? Like, if they try mm -hmm. to remove it, you get a card. But if they're playing out threats, you're, you're not drawing it like yeah. you're not getting advantage and answers yeah. to those great card cool card excited to see what kind oh, of shape it takes though. if um, they are playing out planeswalkers you do draw yeah planeswalkers you get to draw as well yeah. okay so i i when when pearl lake was around i hated pearl lake <laughs> because it was it, it had the problem i think that this did where like it didn't stabilize you from behind and it was really expensive even mm. if it did have flash and the, the land thing was a real cost. Right. Um, I think this is a little bit, like, I prefer it a little bit, even though it's not Flash, because, like, discarding cards and the built-in card advantage is nice. Um, but I would like to play this alongside something like Pull From Tomorrow, or oh, even, like, yeah. Azor that's going to Sphinx's his rev me, just so I can keep my hand full. Or Kefnet. Uh, See, but this is getting, like, to be a really creature-heavy control. Yeah, exactly. You're still playing Gear Hulks, right? Because that's so much card advantage. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. Gear Hulks have been... Not as popular. So, I don't know. I, I'm sure the card will see play. I don't know in what kind of a role in control decks, but I like it. It seems yeah. good there. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, what what were you reading before? I was reading uh, the green-white card. Oh, yes. All right. We have a Seatorn Ceratops. This is green-white for a 2-2 dino. Right on curve. And it has Enrage. Whenever it is dealt damage, put two plus one plus one counters on it. Cool. Wow. Yeah, so if you have a way to enrage this without killing it, yeah, it's it grows really quickly. Um, yeah, I I think you have to have ways to trigger enrage in your own deck. Sorry, in limited, this is this is awesome. Oh yeah, in, it's a bear that's really good. Right, imagining it for constructed, I think you have to ways have to have ways to con uh, trigger. Wow, trigger enrage enrage in your own deck. But you can't really do that in green white outside of fight. Well, you're gonna play Naya, no. I, I think this goes in green-white aggro. I think this uh, goes in, like, you're playing this alongside a Danto Vanguard and Blossoming Defense and, like, 
something like indestructible like so that way you can you want to be really aggressive and honestly i don't think that deck exists like i don't think you can play that right now but maybe in the next set like maybe you'll be able to yeah with vanguard and blossoming defense and it's kind of a it it reminds me like of the style of like warden of the first tree fleece main lion like in the same vein as those because early threats yeah it starts out out small exactly grows out of control Yeah. yeah you just need a way to protect it early um via something yeah i think i think that's a fair comparison so we'll see if it finds a home but definitely definitely next we have uh, a white dinosaur it is uh being called uh, i think trap jaw regisaur this is white white three for a five five dino with enrage whenever it is dealt damage exile target creature and opponent controls until trap jaw regisaur leaves the battlefield this is this is awesome in limited (laughs) oh yeah like Five five is gonna block a lot of things. They don't want to swing into it because you just keep exiling stuff. And if you have oh, ways yeah. to trigger and rage on your own creatures, you can like totally take care of their board. Yep. Um, it's very good. Yeah, it's super cool. And and like even if you didn't get any triggers off it, it's still five for a five five down out. Oh which yeah, you're totally fine totally. playing. So yeah, and I love the card in limited. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really think it has a home and control. Um, it feels like the Dino's deck oh. is trying to go bigger and yeah. uh, more powerful, and this is really conditional. Yeah, and, and uh, Dino's certainly, we have today, a lot of great uh, ramp some, targets. Some big Dino's. Yeah, much more yeah. exciting than this. Next, we have Crafty Cut Purse, which is blue three for a 2-2 human pirate with Thlash. When Crafty Cut Purse enters the battlefield, each token that would be created under an opponent's control, this turn is created under your control instead. Weird weird card yeah yeah i mean so when we think of the the decks that make tokens right now um on the very small scale you could like flash this in when someone used um scarab god but yeah. that's terrible like you get one token that they made yeah and they still have a scarab god that they're yeah. copying and you paid four mana for a two two yeah so that's bad and um if you're thinking of it against like god pharaoh's gift then they can just choose not to target anything. I mean, right. not even target. Like, right, target. they don't target. They so don't you choose can't, anything. All you can do is like make them choose not to bring anything back that yep. combat. So you get to skip. You know, they skip a Godfarer's right. activation. So it's like four minute delay uh, a turn. Yeah, and then the last thing is like you play it against tokens and you get four servos. And then, you know, <laughs> you pass back to them and they, you know, make it believe more. Like it, this card is super weird and... It feels like if there was a like white black control deck that had secure the waste as their win condition, mm. this is where you side into that. And then oh you, yeah, this would know. be a great answer. To that. Exactly. Um, but as it is, I don't think this card does anything. Oh. It feels like a really expensive, poor <sighs> version of Hallowed Moonlight. I was gonna say, I was like, Hallowed Moonlight was the thing in, yep. in, back in the day when we were trying to answer secure the waste. Mm-hmm. That was a great card. You always were like, do they have it? Because it was so cheap, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, what, white one? Yeah, white one, instant. Oh. And, and it can trap to draw you a card. Oh, that card was And this so is four good. mana for... A yeah, it's two, just two. It's pretty yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, cool design, though. Yeah, definitely. Would ne- you play it in limited? I don't think there are enough tokens. No, yeah. And four for two, two is just bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, sorry, sorry. Okay. In limited, if I see my opponent, because Min brought it up many times yesterday. Okay. If my opponent casts Brass's Bounty against me. Brass is bouncing. Oh, to make a bunch of Then treasure? I will play Crafty Cuppers. And I will get their treasure. 
Okay, but to be fair, you don't have crafty cutburst in your main board because it's bad. Well, but I have it in my sideboard for Brass's Bounty. You do not side it in for Brass's Bounty. Yes, I do. So they go seven mana, and you're like, yeah, I'll take your treasure. No, because they go seven I'll mana, and purse. then they have nothing to play. Because... No, because they're getting a bunch of treasure. And then you take their treasure, and now you're going to win because you've ascended. You've not only ascended, you have mana. I'm, I'm not buying it. Well, just wait. If you try to bounty me at pre-release, I will cut your purse. I would love to see that. Next, we have Dire Fleet Poisoner, which is black one for a 2-2 flash human pirate with death touch. When Dire Fleet Poisoner enters the battlefield, target attacking pirate you control gets plus plus one and gains death touch until end of turn. All right, so first I just have to mention the first thing that both of us did when we saw this card was go, what, Flash? In black? And then we looked up like, oh, okay, it Flash is tertiary is in black. Tertiary, yeah. yeah. And, and there was like recently Blood Crazed Paladin, mm -hmm. but it has a very black flavor like where creatures die and you get counters. Um, so anyways, uh, yes, 2-2 two, two Flash Death Touch for two is already awesome. Yeah. This ability is kind of funky because um, you think of like a Flash Death Touch creature... It's blocking. Yeah, right? Like, you surprise block their huge thing that they thought was fine to attack mm -hmm. with. Um, but the, the ability sort of encourages you to bring it in when you're attacking with other things. I think you, I think you should think of it as a modal spell. I think yeah. that, like, it's actually better because it has that... I mean, it's all upside, right? Like, you right. can do both. Right, so you, you can, can do whichever yep, one you need. Flash this in and block and kill something. Or they block and you flash this in and give it death touch. And they still have to deal with the 2-2 death touch. Um, mm -hmm. So I really like this. There's even, like... There's like a small chance that maybe it just I, I don't know it feels a it seems a little bad but like there's some chance that uh, you could see this played and constructed just because like bristling hydra is a problem mm. um, for some decks and this mm. is a nice you have gifted etherborn already this is a nice answer to it that. is a nice answer but like it's it's a weird answer because it just dies to removal spells so like you can't yeah, it's not a true removal, removal spell. spell yeah yeah um. So I, I was going to say, if you awkward. thought it would see constructed play, would it have to be in a deck where like both modes were viable? So like a deck with some pirates? I don't think so. Um, I think that it's just as a 2-2 two -two flash death touch, I think is a better mode than its attacking mode. Mm -hmm. um, but like I don't, I don't think it's good enough. Like I don't think that mode yeah. is good enough to see play in constructed. That maybe some decks want it if they're really struggling with Hydra, but it just feels like... Do you think like, you would put it in black-blue control? I don't... They have trouble with Hydra. But, like, the problem with that is, like, in the tension in this... Like, if you're playing this card in a control deck as an answer to troublesome creatures... Yeah, it's too easy to remove. Well, it's... Yeah, it's the control deck, like, against the control deck, part of the reason control decks are good is because all of your removal gets stranded in your hand. So you know you're going to play this against an opponent who has a handful of removal, and now your, like, pseudo-removal spell doesn't do anything because... They just they, spent their card that exactly. wasn't going to do anything. So I don't, I don't really, don't really like it. But uh, it's a again cool design. It and, is uh, in limited. Oh really my fun. gosh, so good. Yeah, I'm hoping this this limited format. I hope is not as aggressive as the last one. It we'll looks see. really interesting. Looks more interesting. Yeah. Next up is silver armored Ferocidon. Oh, well, we know Ferocidons are good from the last set. Let's oh. see what it does. Oh. Uh, red, red five for a eight five dinosaur has enraged when it's dealt damage each opponent sacrifices a permanent they really like they upped the power level of the cards in this set uh yeah. it seems like the mechanics um enrage in the last set was there were only a couple of creatures that had it first mm -hmm. of all it was really a low lumber of creatures with enrage and yeah. the enrages were all pretty poor um this is yeah. this is strong i don't it's 
permanent, not non-land permanent. And this is on turn seven, so they probably have extra lands because they're flooding at this point. They yeah. Sack a land, like, but it's a seven mana, eight, five, two. That's true. And also, if you're in dinos, like maybe you're trying to ramp to this and you played a little bit early, and then if you have ways to... That's the thing. If you have ways, if you have to, ways enrage, to do it a bunch of times, really good. it begins to be good. Yeah. yeah. If you can only think you can do it like once, it might. It, yeah. Because I'll say that the pirate in the last set that had the like raid trigger of ETB opponent sacrifices oh. permanent, that part was so bad. Like the two damage one was always better because they just sack a treasure or a land and like it doesn't oh, do anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And this suffers from the same problem. Is that like, I think you, you play it because if you're in that deck, if you want a seven drop because an eight five is fine. Um, but I think that like you shouldn't have expectations that are too high for the enrage uh, unless you can like really reliably get strong payoff because your opponent's probably on treasure and stuff and, and yeah. therefore like you know they're gonna sack whatever the least impactful cards for them are. Yeah, I mean on the upside like if you are trading with this, mm -hmm. if your opponent is trying to trade with this, an eight five like probably has to be double blocked if they don't have hard removal. Yeah. So they get one enrage trigger and it's a two for one and you're like losing. Yeah, so I mean the dinos that's are That's a really big. good rate, yeah. So well, I like it. Uh, next up we have... Uh, a pretty bizarre. This is one of the weirdest cards. This is Path of Metal. Uh, Red-white legendary enchantment. It's the flippy enchantment. We're just waiting on blue-green. Notice they saved that one for maybe the last day. Maybe it makes day. Merfolk viable. No, maybe it makes Teamer Energy really good. And they're oh. like, we don't want people to see. All right, anyways, They'll back so to this. so angry with us. Path of Metal. Path of Metal. It's red-white for legendary enchantment. ETB, it deals one damage to each creature that doesn't have first strike, <laughs> double strike, vigilance, or haste. Weird. Whenever you attack with at least two creatures that have first strike, double strike, vigilance, or haste, transform Path of Metal. It turns into Metzali, Tower of Triumph. Uh, you can add one mana of any color to your mana pool by tapping it, and you can also pay red one, tap it, and deal two damage to each opponent, or white two and tap it. Choose a creature at random that attacked this turn. Destroy that creature. <laughs> so now white is doing stuff that's random. Randomly. That's uh, so not white. I don't under... The whole thing is bizarre. It's really weird. Like, you want to have enraged creatures that aren't vigilant first strike double strike haste did i say those right yeah um but then you do want those creatures to be able to attack so that you can get the ability on the backside, and then you can randomly destroy attacking creatures and the abilities which are weird take care of like the whole card it feels like it's not coherent it does like four different things none of which relate to each other in any way yeah um but backside like dealing two damage each turn is good oh and sure it's cheap sure two mana for two damages is nice yeah, yeah. i mean like in limited if you, <laughs> I don't know. If you have a critical mass of like first strike, double first strike, strike vigilance. This and is haste, weird. This card is so then weird. Then you play this red white. So this is in the like dinos, or uh, yeah, dinos. dinos. Red white aggro dinos. Uh, I don't uh, know. I, I I hear that people might like it in commander because it it's a weird card. But <laughs> I yeah I in like I'm constructed. I have a hard time imagining this sees play. Oh, I don't see it in Constructed. It's too, like, bizarre and conditional. Yeah. I, I, like, I'm still trying to figure out. I think it's good and limited if you have a critical mass of those keyword abilities. I just like it in limited as, like, if you have a bunch of enraged dinos. That's you. Like, just paying two mana and getting to all enraged, those triggers, yeah. I think, is sweet. But then just play Ryle if you get it. Well, Ryle, Ryle replaces itself, but it also only does one damage to one creature, right? Is it one? 
I thought it was two. Oh. Ryle? Yeah, I think it's just one. Oh. Um, whereas Path is going to hit all of your enrage. So sure. that, could be, that could be really good. Yeah. But also some of the dinos have these abilities, so then it doesn't... Well, maybe it they doesn't don't have enrage them. and this? We'd have to look. Have yeah. To look. Weird card. Weird card. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so next up, we have a cool uh, pseudo snapcaster mage in red. We have Dire Fleet Daredevil, which is red one for a human pirate. It's a 2-1 with first strike. When it enters the battlefield, exile target instant or sorcery from an opponent's graveyard. You can cast that card this turn, and you may spam mana as though it were mana of any color. If that card be put into a graveyard this turn, exile it instead. So it has the Snapcaster Mage ability. Basically, you're giving it flashback. But um, to your opponent's but to your opponent. Um, and it doesn't have flash. Right, this creature does yeah. not have flash. Yeah, uh, But it does have first strike, which is a nice... Change sure. Red deck. Has the same stats as Snap. It's an ambush viper, but without flash. And without the yeah, without the ambush part. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a <laughs> viper. It's a viper. Uh, so the thing that's like not so Snapcaster Mage is good because it targets yourself and right. you play it in decks with lots of spells where you know it's gonna have a good yep. target. Uh, this card. Less so, because if you play against a creature deck, and then you're like, ah, flash, the, or you can't flash it in. I play this. <laughs> then it's going to be really, really underwhelming. Yeah. Um, I'm, like, trying to think if it has some weird application of, like, because you can use this to exile cards from your opponent's graveyard. So you could, like, cast this against Storm, and then cast, uh, like, their own Past in Flames or something, uh, which would be weird. But it exiles it, and you get to give Past in Flames. But, like, realistically, there's just way better ways to exile cards than this. That was a really good try. <laughs> Thank you. I, I try hard. Yeah. Um, in Limited, I like it. A 2-mana two 2-1 two is awesome, uh, and the ability doesn't really... Uh, sorry, 2-mana yeah. 2-1 two two with First Strike yeah. is awesome. Yeah, I was uh, going to say, ability... I would play it just for that, but the ability yeah. is, like, o- almost irrelevant in Limited, because there are so few, like non-creature spells right i mean the ones that are played matter Mm -hmm. right they're usually removal but they're so much more expensive than two mana if you're playing this early which you might be hoping to Mm -hmm. it's not hitting anything which is fine yeah so yeah it's it's cool but i don't it's not gonna make it i mean it's it's just snapcaster mage no but it's like in red and first try they they actually said like if they could go back and do it again they would have made snapcaster mage red really yeah I guess, yeah, it's still end of turn, which is very red, and does red get flash very much? Red can have flash, um, but, like, Snapcaster Mage fits in either blue or red, um, yeah. and it's fine. I think they just said they just would have preferred it in, in red. Interesting. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think the card is very good and, like, constructed because uh, it doesn't have flash. Like, one doesn't have flash, but mainly because you can't guarantee your opponent is playing spells right, that you right. want. So And it's like, yeah. Uh, our next card is fathom fleet mutineer this is blue three for a three two human pirate with raid when it enters the battlefield if you attack with a creature this turn you may return target creature to its owner's hand hmm all right so it has some flexibility it's target creatures so you could return your own mm-hmm. if you want to re-trigger an etb or you could bounce theirs for some tempo stuff yeah i these this effect is so good in limited because because of what you said when like <laughs> if you bounce something with value awesome but just that, like, you're getting a 3-2, which is good. Yeah, the fact Like, that for it's four mana, it's fine. It, yeah, it's a reasonable body. And you get to bounce something and, like, maybe semi-time walk your opponent. Right. So, I think the card is, is great. Um, the fact that you have to attack is 
you know, it's a downside, um, but it I don't think it's be very too hard. hard. And especially no. in this, you may be playing a pirate's deck. Yeah. It shouldn't be too hard. Yeah. So, yeah. Great and limited. Not going to make it into Instructed. It is common. You'll see yeah. plenty of it, I think. Yeah, I, I like it. I would look forward to playing it. Yeah. Next, we have Slaughter the Strong. Uh, white, white, one, sorcery. Each player chooses any number of creatures with total power, four or less, then sacrifices the rest. Total power. Um, I stress that because I looked at this earlier and was like, oh, it's like dusk for one huh. less mana. Huh. Um, but it's worse because it's four or less instead yeah. of three or less. But no, it's total power four. So you could keep like two glint sleeves or one rogue refiner and a thopter. Yeah. Or interestingly enough, like Rogue Refiner having three power is gonna be the one of the best things for this card. Yeah, uh, because it means they're usually gonna have to get rid of the Rogue Refiner. So this is a this I I'm really intrigued by this. Yeah, because it's like a super. I think it's super wire. hard to evaluate. I think that like you're gonna have to play with it and see, uh, because like you're the temptation is oh three mana board wipe three mana board wipe it's great right. Uh, and it means too that if you are running this and your opponent knows you have it, like there's a real cost to pumping a cub or a hydra past four, right? Right, which is great for you because that's <laughs> the last thing you have to block. Yeah, but at the same time, um, you know you can cast this and then it doesn't do the job of a board wipe when your opponent makes four thopters and is like, yeah, I'll keep these because then oh like as a control deck what do you do like oh i now have to spend one removal spell on each of these thopters which mm. is a pain so uh it's a weird card i definitely think it has a role in constructed yeah. and i also think it's really interesting that you have this at three mana you have settle at four mana you have fumigate at five mana so like in white we have three board wipe is sish dusk also at dusk four is, mana. no but like creature that's like I know, that's that a goes in a creature, creature deck. deck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you have like these three board wipes for control decks all at different spots in the curve, and it allows a lot of flexibility, but they're also all different. And yeah. this is like, they're almost applying the stuff we talked about with removal to sweepers now, where mm -hmm. you have to choose, pick and choose which removal spells you want to fit what you kind of expect to play. And these sweepers are all different, and they require different things to play around. And if you're running some mix of these and your opponent doesn't know what you have, that also introduces an interesting element of... of uh, guessing into the game we're like okay do i want to if i swing here i could play you know i get settled but like oh if i pump it then like i'm gonna get slaughtered and like if i don't do anything like i get fumigated if i just yeah. go wide so it's interesting it's this interesting. also deals with hazard it's yeah. sacrifice it's sacrifice that's, that's that's pretty good that's very good um it's weird though because it's like not good against the rest of mono red True. Because they're just like, yeah, I'll keep two bow mats right. uh, or a bow mat, a uh, soul scar, and a carries. That, I mean, carries that yeah. deals three a turn, but it only has one power. Right. So <laughs> that's a great, yeah. yeah. But um. But it does kill Hazareth. Yeah, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess you also have to note, you know, if you're not playing this on turn three and you, I don't know, manage to get out a Gear Hulk or a Scarab God, like you are also sacking creatures. Yeah. It's each player. So. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I. I Definitely think this will have a place. It's another in interesting, like that red card, the thing I kept comparing to Dragon Master Outcast. Like that doesn't die to this. Oh, uh, the one that makes uh, one ones when it attacks. If you ascend, it keeps oh, them around. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. If you have the just interesting city's blessing. Um, that is interesting. I, yeah, so it's a cool one-sided ish board wipe that's not gonna completely wipe the board. Uh, it could be a, like a spot removal spell against a big Hydra. Or a wide removal spell, or not. Like it's, 
Yeah. So it's it's kind of conditional, and maybe that makes it not very good if like you can't guarantee that it's gonna do what you want it to. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So uh, we'll have to see. It's also like it's also fine against decks that go like really wide. Like if you were yeah. playing this against tokens or. Uh, well, not tokens, because they are happy to wipe the board. But if you're playing this against, like, vampires that go really, really wide, you get all, everything except, like, you know, uh, Mavern Fane and two tokens. Like, yeah, whatever. That's fine. That's pretty right. good. So, I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah. Uh, it's an interesting take uh, on a pseudo-sweeper. So, I'm excited to, to see what it does. Yeah. Next, we have Disperse in the Winds. Uh, this is Blue 2 Instant. Exile target non-land permanent for as long as that card remains exiled. Its owner may cast it without paying its mana cost. This is weird. This is not... Because usually when you, like, like quote-unquote bounce a permanent, you're mm. like, ah, oh, this is a tempo play. But the person can recast it without paying in their, its mana cost. They can recast it immediately. Um so you could do this for yourself if you want to re-trigger ETBs or protect a permanent, or you could do it to your opponent during your turn so they have to wait till their turn and cast it for free. I don't yeah. know. I like I don't get it. Frankly. It's very strange. Yeah. Because it's it's I mean it's not it's like kind of like you're just I, I yeah. It's not a temp. You're almost a, just blinking it, but like the yeah. it comes back at any point that you want it to. Yeah. Which is weird, and like, I don't think it's good enough because it's at three mana, and like it's conditional. Like in you know in fantasy land, we exile our gear Hulk, and then we flash it again, and we get something back, and that's cool. Yeah, I was trying but, to think of like if you're exiling your um, hostage taker. Mm. after you've yeah, cast the spell. Yeah, and then you get spell, to cast it again. And then you get to cast it again. But, like, these are free. all... Like, you can't have a, whole, a full deck where this is good. Yeah. Right? There's too many... You have to and have, And, like, like, yeah, you can make your... Like, certain... it's not even good at, like, bounce... Like, if you want to exile Scarab for a turn, because, they, like you said, they've cast it for free. And right. nothing no, happened. It it's a blink. Not, it's not a bounce. Yeah. It does not help against your opponent's stuff. Yeah. Really. If, if you, Unless you want to just remove a blocker for a turn. That was the only thing I was going to say. If you can get through by removing a blocker on your turn, yeah. that's the only delay. Exile a creature, wipe the board, then play it back again. Like these are this is just all these situations really are not realistic. Yeah. yeah. So I don't even like I don't even think this is very good and limited. I mean, mm. maybe because you blank a removal spell. Like if you have really good stuff worth yeah, protecting, it's a three mana blossoming defense ish or dive down dive down ish. Yeah, I know. I probably wouldn't even play those then. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, our next card is Arterial Flux. It is black, black, one sorcery. Each opponent discards two cards. If you control a vampire, each opponent loses two life and you gain two life. So hmm. that's cool. Yeah. These uh, We say this almost every set because there's always a mind rot <laughs> effect. Mind rot effects are good sometimes. Uh, if you're, especially if you're playing against a deck that is kind of grinding, going longer, like more controlling, unlimited. Uh, then you are happy to play mine rots, and sometimes mine rots are very good. Or sometimes against ramp decks too, they're reasonable because you can hit their big guys that they're trying to get to, or you hit their ramp. Like they need all their pieces. So sometimes you'll play this in limited, and it'll be good. Yep. And sometimes you won't because <laughs> uh, the cards in limited don't have that high power level overall. So uh -huh. hitting two cards out of their hand, it does put them behind. Like mm -hmm. they're going to be top decking sooner than you. But also they could just 
be cruddy cards. Yeah, they... keep in mind that like discard. The downside of discard is that you are spending mana to get rid of things that your opponent never had to spend mana on. So you're losing like mana advantage. Mana advantage. Yeah. yeah. And they're choosing whatever's the least impactful. Damaging to yeah. Them. Yeah. Um, and also though the light, the vampire thing sometimes will be relevant. Like that is true. That can really be life. relevant. Yeah, you get to drain. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in vampires mm-hmm. that we've been seeing that cares about your life. So, yeah. so. Uh, next up, Dead Eye Brawler. This is oh, I like this card. Hmm. Black blue two for a two four human pirate has death touch and descend. And when Dead Eye Brawler deals combat damage to a player, if you have the city's blessing, draw a card. I love Death Touchers with high toughness. Yeah. And it... Oh, sorry. I keep thinking it's flying because of the art. It yeah, does that's going to be confusing. It does not fly. But it does have high toughness and mm-hmm. Death Touch and... I'm going to have a... I, I think yeah. the pre-release is going to be really fun. Yeah, um, these cards look very cool. Yeah. And I'm very curious to see how hard it is to get a Trigger send. So this card is great without a send. Uh, I, yeah. Well, I shouldn't say great. It's good. It's four fine. Four for two, four Death Touch yeah. is a card I would play in Limited. Yes. Um... The fact that the the ascend puts it over the top, where like mm-hmm. this is gonna get through sometimes, or like if not, then and they can't really chump it forever because it has the the big toughness. So like it'll keep eating stuff until they. Uh, it guarantees basically that it will eat a good creature, uh, right. which is nice. That's or two for one, right? If they have to block with like mm-hmm. two bears, you just divide the death touch yeah. damage up. So like, yeah, two bears isn't necessarily what you want to trade yeah. for, but. Yeah, so I, I think this card is cool, and it's much better when you can ascend, uh, but even before that, it's like, it has pseudo-unblockable, uh, unless your opponent sacks, like, either two creatures or one good creature. Yeah. Right, so I like it. I like it. Because, like, you can just trade off, like, a, uh, like the, you know, the rats they always print. The black rat, 1-1, one, one, oh, death touch. Yeah. You can just trade that off with a token, right? And it doesn't matter. But four toughness means that, like, they need to put some stuff behind this. Right. So, yeah. Next card is Azor's Gateway. Two mana, legendary artifact. You can pay one, tap it, draw a card, then exile a card from your hand. If cards with five or more different converted mana costs are exiled with Azor's Gateway, you gain five life, untap Azor's Gateway, and transform it. And then it becomes Sanctum of the Sun, uh, which you tap to add X mana of any one color to your mana pool, where X is your life total. This is bizarre. It is bizarre. Uh, it's So it, it, on the front side, it loots... And then you gain five. It loots, and you need to, like, if you want to be flipping it, you need yeah. to, like, exile different kinds of cards. Like, you yes. need to intentionally A land, exile... like, in a tune, a three drop. Yeah, yeah it's like, weird. You need to be thinking about, yeah, you might not, yeah. So, anyways, that's kind of weird. It's, yes. Yeah. Um, the backside, though, uh, this ability is, is really good. Uh, it particularly, yes. like... This basically lets you, if you, I, I just keep thinking of it like Azor. If you ca- uh, swing with Azor, it lets you Sphinx's Rev for like two, right? You're tapping like a white, and then you're tapping this for 10 or 11 blue, and you get to Sphinx's Rev for like eight. Yeah, I guess like. Uh, additionally, like. In the Azor deck, how much life are you going to have? Right, like I mean, it fuels you're itself. using life as a resource. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Like after the first one, Sphinx's Rev gains you life as well. Yeah. So then you put. I you guess on this flip, you'll have at least five life, more than at least six. Yeah, at least six. <laughs> um, but uh, unless you're playing like uh, that card that Ed Nelson plays, <laughs> Rexian on life, Rexian on life. 
Okay, um, well, they wouldn't play this. No. So, uh, additionally, this you could play with other X spells, things like uh, Torment of Hailfire, because uh... those, you know, janky Grixis, uh, Grixis Medal, what is it, the four-minute artifact that lets you copy spells when it flips. You know, it reduces the cost of instant sorceries and then it Oh, the primal amulet. Primal amulet, yeah. yeah. So against, like, the Grixis amulet decks that have uh, this is, like, cut to ribbons. This is, like, pretty expensive for them, though. Like, no, this is fine. Cut two to... mana, and then you have to invest five mana over the course of five turns. But it's, like, a, it, yeah. This, I don't, this is super cheap. It is very slow. But it's, it's like, it's no slower than amulet is. Like, amulet's four mana, and then it yeah. flips and four then turns later. Four, yeah. yeah, so this is, like fun if you're gonna go with the torment of hailfire or the cut ribbons way um i feel like it'll but like it, it's also competing with cards like search for Azkanta, which for two mana do similar ish things to the front well on the front because you're like not really looting but like you're looking at the top card and like kind of scrying each turn yeah uh, and it doesn't cost any mana and then it flips into just something that provides pure card advantage as opposed to a lot of mana you really need a way to spend the mana if you're going to use it Right. Um, and I don't know that control decks want to t- bend and contort themselves in such a way as to make use of this mana. Yeah. So, we'll see. Cool card, again. Next up is Arch of Orazka. Orazka. Yeah. Um, this has a send. It's a land. Oh, it is. Um, it has a send, and you can tap it for colorless, or you can pay five, tap it, draw a card. Activate this ability only if you have the city's blessing. This is my kind of card. This this is great. This is just like inevitability, right? This is a, a control card through and through where, and not even, like you play this in a mid-range deck, but yeah, well, I just I've, love it in control because you're going to have 10 lands in the late game, and then every turn lands. that your opponent doesn't do anything, you are up a card. Yeah, you need to get awesome. to 10 lands, though. Like That's easy. Don't you think if you get to 10 lands with control, you should already be winning? Yeah, but then you draw more cards. Yeah, but you don't need, like... Katie. Katie, you need them. You need all the cards that you can so get just in control decks. Keep like use search because you already had that down. Sure, but this is more cards. I'm just skeptical. I'm just skeptical about getting the, the city's blessing. In no, I think deck. this is fine. Wait, city's blessing control is easy because of the lands. But ten turns. Almost every control match I've played, I end the control game. Control mirror or like control, control versus mid range. Control versus anything. And again, like, the control decks today are weird. Like, yeah. approach will well, not always... Well, you have to think about today, right? Hold That's on. Approach oh, will not end the game with ten lands no. all the time. Uh, they end with seven often, <laughs> or nine. Um, and Drakehaven will always end the game with, like, 20 lands. Uh, because they are really slow to kill you, but once they get going, like, they're going... They're gonna kill, they kill you really quickly in one turn, but to get to that turn takes them a little bit while. Um, and blue black will end the game with 10 lands uh and so yeah like traditional control decks end the games with lots of lands in play and so this is just great card advantage it's stable onto a land the only cost is if it's it's colorless but like if you're in two colors you can afford to do that uh we've seen two color decks play things like field of ruin um i might even consider playing this in things like modern blue white control because this is just a great way in the late game to make sure that you stay ahead of your opponent on cards does modern blue-white control get to 10 permanents? Yeah. Really? Think about it. They swing with, like, sometimes they swing with two colonnades. That's 12 oh. lands right there. Okay. All yeah. right. All yeah. right. Control decks get to, get to I will lands. vaguely give this to you, but 
I I think it's a little sketch. It's awesome. It's a great. I card. think the card advantage is great, but I think Ascend is going to be hard in a control deck. I think this is maybe better in a mid range deck. Um, why? Go on. Because they're more likely to get Ascend in a mid range deck, like. When they're starting to run out of gas is when they can afford to be spending mana to draw cards like this, and their threats are good. So if they're drawing more of those and they're applying more pressure, like that might give them the, the reach in the late game to get I think through. one problem with that is I don't think... So like the mid-range decks today, we're talking about Teamer. <laughs> yeah, they and cannot they afford, afford to play Colorless Land, especially if you're Teamer Black. Like, you can't play this. But I, I agree that if you were in on a two-color mid-range deck... Uh, like if you were playing green white tokens green, back black, in the day, like black green, oh right? black like green, a, like that's snake. like a solid mid range yeah. deck. This you could play in the uh, one of these, and yeah. that would be fun. That would be fun. All right, next up is moment of craving. This is this is black one for an instant. Target creature gets minus two minus two until end of turn. You gain four life. Two life. Oh, two life. Two life. Yep. Too much. But I like it. In limited, it's awesome. Oh yeah. This is a, it's a weird mix between a removal spell and a combat trick because yeah. uh, you, it's an instant, so you can do it mid-combat and maybe kill a creature, and you also get two life, which is nice. Yeah, and you can save your guy if, if things are going to trade. The minus two on mm-hmm. the front end, in addition to the back end, can make it so that what looks like a trade is, in fact, uh, an, an eating. An edict. An eating. Is eating? Oh. Yeah, like your creature eating their creature omnom. Yeah, they had a moment of craving. They wanted to... They, I, I guess, like, we know now that, like, a vampire bite is basically worth minus two, minus two, and gives them two life. That sounds reasonable. Yeah. Like, it doesn't hurt that much, but, like, yeah. ow. And, like, you can use it outside of combat and just kill something with two toughness. Mm-hmm. So, that's cool. You can also... What I really want to see is, like, the blowout, where your opponent has, like, exaxes, and they swing, <laughs> and then you gain two life. And then kill them on the swing back. Well, you gain two life and you prevent two damage. Yeah, yeah, but like, so it's like let's a say four they have ex- life swing. No, no, no. Let's say they have Exaxes plus two. Okay, well that's not and then, what I said the first time. And then you play, or Exaxes plus one, and then you play this, and you go, or you know math, you go to one life basically, and you kill them on the swing back. That would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right, next up we have a nice reprint, Naturalize. This is green one, instant, destroy target, artifact, or enchantment. This is the kind of card I think should always be in standard. I love Naturalize. It is like a staple, completely fair effect. Um, right now, like, it makes Teamer better uh, because now Teamer can run, um, like, we're forced to run Appetite for the Unnatural and Slice and Twain. And they both have slight edges, like, you know, Appetite gains you two and Slice Twin replaces itself. But honestly, I, I much prefer two mana. Uh, and this answers artifacts and enchantments, uh, which is great. Uh, Naturalize is a wonderful card, and it should be in standard. Yeah, and we're getting some, like, potentially nice enchantments uh, and artifacts in this set that could be see- seeing play in standard. Totally. Like the black-green one that flips and brings back a creature every Don't forget turn. the black-white one. Which one's that? The three mana, five mana exile something. Oh, yeah. And then oh, you can yeah. play all their stuff. Yeah. So anyways, so there, there might actually be some worthwhile targets. So I think this is a great option I'm in the sideboard. Um, you know, and if you want the three mana removable creature, there's the Brontodon. Yeah. I just, I love this card. It hits Godfrey Isaac. It hits Search for Iskanta. It hits Heart of Kieran. It hits like everything you yeah. want to hit. We should have had this card back when uh when Mardu Vehicles was was big. Oh, yeah. We should have had Absolutely. I mean, we had... We did um, get uh, Dissenters Deliverance. But that only had Artifacts. 
Yeah, but that's all you wanted against no, them. They but didn't play. It, this card is good. Yes, I agree. I agree. But in the Mardu vehicles argument, they only played artifacts. So. Right, but like if you're also playing against, I don't know, Rotex around, but like presumably one of them ran enchantment. No, none of them ran. One of them ran enchantment. No, you ran wanted to hit it, so you were like, oh, I had to choose between them, but not anymore. Actually, it's naturalized. actually, you're right because um, the white removal that was getting Avicens at the time. Uh, what was the white exactly. removal? The flash. Um, Cast out? No, 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 no. The white removal that would get. Um, what was it? You had to play around it in blue, white, flash. Oh, stasis snare. Yeah, yeah stasis snare. Yeah. And you would run um, enchantment removal when yeah. you were running black, green. Sure. Um, or blue, white, flash. So you would. Because then you could get your stuff would have back. set you up perfectly. Yeah, See that, that is true. It also hits the enchant, like in procession and stockpile. Uh, so I, yeah. I just, I love yeah, it. Yeah, no, it's a great card. Next, have. we have another card I think should always be in standard. Negate. Blue one, counter target on creature spell. It's an instant, guys. It wouldn't make sense as a sorcery. <laughs> so Negate is a fantastic magic card. I'm really excited that we will get to keep it after rotation. Yep. So And now you can uh, pick also, your favorite art. I actually, I really like the art on this one. I've been, uh, and I probably will continue to play the uh, art of just like the hand, the circle. Mm. Just because I think it's a like a classic negate uh, yeah. i really like it but this art is really pretty so i, I could too. totally see playing this very too. very colorful yep. i really like when they do the blue like counter spells that have like this blue red sort of like it's kind of reminiscent of like uh like the force of will the or the what is it counterbalance no, uh yeah a little bit of counterbalance and a little bit of one of the invocations of like spell pierce that was supposed to be force of will or something uh, like that yeah um yeah, totally. A little reminiscent of that. It's very nice. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, pick your favorite negate art, but that card is sticking around, which mm -hmm. I think is, I agree, is a good thing. Next we have a Mutiny, which is red sorcery. Target creature and opponent controls deals damage equal to its power to another target creature that player controls. Huh. This, I, I think this is good if, like, you're playing against, like, this is, this is often going to be red destroy a creature. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a sorcery, but... It's kind of That's interesting. Fine. So, like, it probably can't get rid of their best creature. Right. But it can get rid of their second, second best, best creature. creature. The other, the only way it can get rid of their best creature is if you, like, attack and they block and they're, yeah. like, because their creature's much bigger. So your thing gets eaten. So yeah. you have lost a card. And then you're two for one yourself. But no, but then you have their best creature fight their second best. They don't fight. I, I mean, kill your second best. Uh -huh. Oh, they don't fight. So no. it wouldn't take damage. If they fought, it'd be better significant it, like this card would be incredible if oh yeah if you can make that okay yeah. so never but, uh, mind it's still yeah. like red it's common too which is cool so like if you know i would play a couple one or two of these and uh we'll see kind of what the power toughness looks like but like against dinosaurs you I can know, hit something as long as it you know, doesn't have enrage so like that's the downside is that you know that enrage <laughs> is a thing but also right. even against like pirates like a lot of them are very low toughness so this is often going to be red destroy something and since a lot of them are cheap, this is, like, a nice uh, way to kill something without losing, like, tempo and mm -hmm. mana advantage. So Yeah. I really like this for Red and Limited. Yeah. Very cool. Next up, we have Blood Sun. What? <laughs> what? I, I'm confused, Katie. I thought the card was Blood Moon. Yes, There's a I Blood Sun? I was going to say, this might remind you of another card. What does Blood Sun do? It's quite similar. It is... Do you think we'll get Blood Planet someday? We'll get Blood Star? No. Blood oh, Galaxy. Star would be good. Sun, star. moon, star. Sure. Uh, anyways, so this is red two for an enchantment. When blood sun enters the battlefield, draw a card, replaces itself. Mm -hmm. Very nice. 
all lands lose all abilities except mana abilities. Yeah. So <gasps> you can shut off Ramanop Ruins. You can. You I won't. hate Ramanop. Like that's a terrible thing to do with this card. Uh, I like that it replaces itself. That's cool. Yep. But it's super interesting because whereas Blood Moon is a hate card, Blood Sun is a combo card. Um, Blood Sun lets you do things like play Lotus Veil. What? Uh, which like makes you sack lands when it comes in, but it makes three mana. Not anymore. Now Lotus Veil is just a three mana land. Oh, uh, that's cool. And then there's some others too. There's like a, what is it? The one of the uh, ones that they uh, colorless Eldrazi plays in Legacy. Um, they their land makes them like pay life or sack something like. And then there's another land uh, that's on the reserved list that makes four colorless mana, but you have to sack two untapped lands when it comes in. No more. Uh, this also shuts off fetch lands. It shuts off bounce lands. It means that like when the bounce lands come <gasps> in, they come in untapped and they don't bounce something. It shuts off Valakut. Uh, but like Blood Blood Moon already shut off Valakut. Uh, so it does some of the same things as Blood Moon, but it does some things that Blood Moon does not do. And you might play this because you want to combo with your own lands as opposed to shut off your opponent's lands. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. That's um, interesting. It is. It, it is. And I'm sure people will find more uses for it that I haven't, you know, considered at all. Uh, but also in standard, if we start seeing decks that are heavy on these enchantment flip lands, this card is... Uh, oh yeah it just makes them into normal lands when yep. they flip over right as contest yep. just like i make blue mana absolutely <laughs> um but the but I feel like one I that makes x in. mana still will make x mana that's true that's mana ability yeah, yeah. I, I feel like though like you would not bring this in just to shut down as no but yeah, i think you would bring it in if your opponent was playing like standard lands and they had like vances that would flipped and like uh, it's conta that was flipping and like the talisman that was the amulet that was flipped like if you were heavy on these like lands and you yeah. built a control deck around lands blood sun is where you want to be yeah That's cool. cool so cool card uh it's, it's a fun throwback to, to blood moon mm -hmm. our next card is sun crested pterodon this is white four for a two five dino with flying and it has vigilance as long as you control another dinosaur seems like an easy condition reasonable yeah it's, it's very low toughness. I mean, power. Yeah, it's something that, like, you're going to play this to block. And then once it gets Vigilance, you might attack with it. Because, so it's, it's a little weird because it feels like Dinos want to be a little more aggressive. Maybe Green-White doesn't if you play the Brontodon, and then this becomes a 5-5, five -five, so that's cool. Um, but I'm not, like, thrilled with this. I, I like it against sex with lots of Flyers, and I like it if you're just trying to block. Um, and, you know, the Vigilance is nice upside. Then it can start swinging, so. Yeah. Yeah. Our next card is Sun Collared Raptor. This is red one for a 1-2 dino. Has Trample, which may sound weird on a 1-2, but the next ability will clarify that. Yeah. You can pay red two and give it plus three plus O until end of turn. I, I like this. Uh, this is, so it doesn't say you can only use it once a turn. Right. So if you have six mana, it's plus six plus O. Mm -hmm. And if you have nine mana, it's plus nine plus O. Yep. And it's and three trample. mana for plus three. So yeah. like this is a fireball. Yeah. Almost. It's very nice. And you can lay it down early. It's common. You'll see plenty of them. Um, yeah. It is interesting because it is a card that it's like, it's pretty bad in the early game. Oh, yeah. Um, and you really want it in the late game. But then it's super, it's two mana and very easy to kill. Uh, right. But 
like I, it. I like it. I will. I think it's reasonable if you think you're going to go late and you're looking for a mana sink, then this card is where you want to be. I, f- I feel like this card will kill people. Yeah. Uh, we'll, may, we'll see this card kill people. It may kill people. It may just end up like trading with something. Like if you have to block with it and pump it, that's not really what you want to do. No. But like, no, this is like, how it you can do that though if you have yeah. to. If that's this where is you like are. a f- you want to yeah. kill someone with this. Yeah, so. it's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, next we have Raging Regisaur. So you many Regisaur. Regisaur Alpha and the other Regisaur from yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah. just Regi- Regis everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Green Red Two for a four four. And uh, when Raging Regisaur attacks, it deals one damage to target creature or player. Note, it doesn't specify target creature and opponent controls, so this is a nice way to trigger Enrage or get through that one last point of damage that you needed to deal to your opponent or something. And that rate. Yeah, 4-4-4-4. That's a good rate. Doesn't have trample. Doesn't matter. Yeah. 4-mana 4-4s are fantastic. Yeah. I kind of like them better than 5-mana 5-5s. I just I like them. I think it just seems like they're less they're less frequent. I I like this card a ton. It, I mean because it basically has five power when you want it to. It triggers rage. <laughs> it kills things. It kills pirates. It kills tokens. Uh, I think the card is is very strong. I would pick this very highly if you're going to be in red green. Um, yeah. I I think this card is really good. Yeah yeah no um, I yeah. yeah actually I think the the point about it pseudo having five power and you want it to is is very good yeah if you're getting through to your opponent you're dealing one damage directly to them if you're trying to if you're trying to swing through some creatures you can deal the extra damage to the blocking creature or yep. like whatever you think is going to block yep and here's another side note I know I kept complaining about all the x ones this can just like yeah. ping off x ones it just feels like when when so many so like dinos want to be pinged so this pings them <laughs> yep. pirates if you're playing against them this will kill pirates and yep. this will kill vampire tokens and it may kill merfolk it might kill merfolk as well uh, but like it's just it's good against every it just feels awesome i think yeah. the card and the body is great like i love the card raging yeah. radiosaur is great yeah our next card is resplendent griffin this is blue white one for two two griffin hmm. fancy that has flying and ascend mm. and when this griffin attacks if you have the city's blessing put a one one counter on it man i remember when we just had windrake like yeah white agree uh, blue one sorry blue two for a two two flyer people were like yeah windrake's pretty good yeah. now this card is uh if you're in blue white because you know it, it is not mono blue so that's the downside but if you're in blue white uh 2-2 Flyer is always something you're interested in for 3 mana. And if you get City's Blessing, this card grows out of control very quickly. And yeah. people, like, they're not going to be able to deal with it. So, it's cool. I like it. Uh, Blue-White's kind of awkward because uh, there's no tribe that has Blue-White in it, right? Because yeah. Dinos are Naya, Bam, uh, are Grixis, like... Black-White, Blue-Green. Yeah, so uh, Blue-White and Black-Green are not represented in any of the tribes. So it doesn't really have a great home. Um, but if you want to try to draft like blue white flyers or something, uh, blue white control, uh, then this card is great. Yeah. Next up is Hornswoggle. Love the card name. Weird. Hornswoggle. I'm gonna Hornswoggle you. What? This is blue two instant counter target creature spell. You create a colorless treasure artifact token. Yeah. Uh, normally, I don't love essence scatter effects in limited unless you uh, or just kind of counter magic generally. Unless you know your opponent has, like, big bombs. 
Um, Essence Scatter is particular because, like, sometimes their big spells are not even creatures. But yeah. in a format where, like, we have oh big, expensive dinos, I really think this is a really... Dinos. Yeah, this is a good card that, like, I think you should pick up... Pick up one, maybe two. Pick up one. Yeah, I mean, draft, they're uncommon. Side so, like, it in. I don't think you can depend on them to yeah. wheel. And I would, I probably wouldn't main this, but, like, out of the sideboard against dinosaurs, I think this card is really strong. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, so let's look at one of these scary dinos. The last, uh, the last big dino. We have Zikama, Primal Calamity. This is uh, red, green, white, six. That's something you don't hear every day. For a six, a nine, nine, sorry, legendary creature. It's an elder dinosaur. It has vigilance, reach, and trample, but not haste. So Gashath has it there. Not haste. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, if you cast it, untap all lands you control. I, wow. It's like, I've been thinking, like, even with Marvel, like, if, if Marvel hadn't been banned, if you cast it, Marvel cast it, this would be great. Oh uh, and then it has three abilities. Red 2, deal three damage to target creature. Green 2, destroy target artifact or enchantment. White 2, you gain three life. So this is great card advantage, stapled to like a nine nine beater that can block and attack and trample and strong. and reach strong. Like oh my gosh! And like okay, so assume you have nine mana, you probably have you know mana dorks, but assume you have like nine like straight up nine lands. So you play this, you untap them all, and then shoot creatures for nine. Yeah. Yep. Gain nine <laughs> you can life. Shoot like three creatures down. Yep. Uh, so it's funny though because. Uh, in standard, this is actually not my favorite dino like ramp target because one, you you might be using creatures to ramp there, um, and two, this does have to resolve to be good, and even if it resolves, like it can still just be removal spelled, uh, and I think that like there might just be some better targets uh, for ramping too, but it's a very cool, very flashy card and. I don't think I'd be surprised if someone decided to to use this as like one of their ramp targets. Um, Gishoth still is like a little bit more appealing to me, I think, just because it like puts so much into play. It has haste. It has haste too. Yeah. yeah. This doesn't have haste, but it does immediately untap, so you can immediately but use like, the abilities if it resolves. Well, if they if and they respond the to the trigger, trigger yeah. yeah, and they kill it, or they just counter it because it's really really expensive. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's hard to it's kill, cool but they card, can yeah. cast out. Would you play this in limited? Yeah. Yeah, for nine mana. Yes, <laughs> I know it's. Expe- I wouldn't play two of them. Yeah, well, I'd play one. I might. <laughs> no, nah, I'd play well unless you can really ram. Yeah. Then maybe. Play I mean, two. that is your game yeah. plan. This is a mythic too, so you're probably not probably yeah. not pulling two. But if you play it, though, I've seen people pull multiple. You know, of like Liliana, Death Majesty, and they're like, yeah. "Oh, you killed my first one. Here's my second. Yeah. I don't know why I use that voice, but. That's the voice they said of them. Yeah. What's up next? We have Masterminds Acquisition. Black, black, two, sorcery. Uh, choose one. Search your library for a card, put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. Or choose a card you can tr- own from outside the game and put it into your hand. So this is a wish with a tutor. Um, wow. It's yeah. like a dark petition. No. Uh, okay, it's like a demonic tutor. What was that card that we had that was Diabolic black, black, tutor. one? Diabolic tutor. Well, wait. So, okay. I don't so know. Like, it had like... Like Liliana whispering. Yeah, you're thinking Dark Petition. I am. Dark Petition was good because it actually only cost two mana. Oh, yeah, it right? gave you mana back. Uh, Diabolic Tutor, we have in standard right now, and nobody plays it. Mm. Black, Black 2, Tutor for a card, put it in your hand. Uh, mm. This is a little more flexible because it lets you get stuff from your sideboard. 
um, because outside the game in a competitive game of Magic means your sideboard, but it's, again, it's too expensive. Like, you tutors need to be cheap because you need to be able to tutor for it and play it right away. It's why cards like Traverse are good. It's why cards like um, Dark Petition or Green Sun Zenith, um, all of these cards are good. Diabolic Tutor rarely sees any play. So I don't have high hopes for this. Uh, and in, in Limited, you probably don't want to play this either uh, if you're in black. Not even if you have, like, a really awesome bomb. I don't... Th- that wins you the game on the spot. You play it the it's next just, turn. It's so... Maybe it's just really... Have we seen a black bomb that's worth getting with this? Well, there's one coming up that I think is very good, but I don't think it's something you want to tutor for. Yeah. I don't know. It's. I think it's just pricey. Tutors aren't... Four mana tutors aren't great. So... Right. Yeah. Next we have a vampire called Champion of Twilight. Black, black, three. It is a vampire knight. It's a four, four. When it enters the battlefield, draw X cards and lose X life, where X is the number of vampires you control. It's very cool. That's really nice. Um, just keep the gas flowing if you're in a vampire stack. Oh, yeah. I love this for vampires. You're playing constru- uh, sorry, limited, and you draw this. It's like, how? I mean, you're going to be so far ahead. Yeah. I mean, Make so little like, tokens. I was going to say, like, the comment is, it's not a may. When this enters the battlefield, you will draw cards and lose life. So if you are low on life, this will kill you. But <laughs> in vampires... Maybe you don't play it then. <laughs> right. So then you don't play it. But then you might be losing because you yeah, need another yeah. creature, right? But um, in vampires, like, so many of the creatures have lifelink, and you have Mark of the Vampire, and, like, yeah. you really should be gaining life such that the the life loss yeah. is not a big downside, yeah. and the card draw is a huge deal. Yes. And, like... The rate, like, it is well established in Magic that the rate of one life for one card is absurd. Uh, like, Necropotence was busted. Lee, good. Oh, yeah. I wanted to, to Abs- specify. Yes, absurd could very go good. Yes. So, like, uh, yes, this card will, I, just, like, five mana for a four for that draws you two cards, and you lose two life, I would play that. Three cards, great. Four, oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> this is awesome. The card's awesome. So, I'm very, very happy to play this in a Vampire's deck. Even if you don't have that many Vampires, you have maybe like six in your deck, I'd still play it. It's going to draw a card and replace itself. And if you have another Vampire out, you get to go up a card. So. Yeah, it's true. At the worst, it replaces itself. And five mana for a 4-4 four, four is fine. Yeah, yeah. Next, we have Buccaneer's Bravado. This is red one, instant. Choose one. Target creature gets plus plus one and gains first strike until end of turn. Or target pirate gets plus plus one and gains double strike until end of turn. So this is a reasonable combat trick. For anyone, if you're in pirates, it's a better combat trick. Mm-hmm. But like, I think I still like sure strike better. Yeah, the plus three is plus three in first strike is just yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, who cares about pumping the back end? This does feel the first something... strike is what matters. Yeah, I, I do think like sure strike is the better combat trick. This is the better like if you're playing pirates, at least like I'm just gonna kill you here because like double strike plus plus one double strike. Yeah, but how big are good. your pirates? I don't know. They're like two. Three That's true. Power. So like, so maybe you're getting an extra three or four damage. Yeah, I don't love this. Which is nice, but it's not like that's not game ending. No, no. It's not like if you did this with a uh, if it gave double strike to a dinosaur. Yeah. If you gave double strike to a trampled dinosaur, that's like a whole different story. But yeah. I, I still think this is a fine combat trick. I agree. I like I think it's, sure strike better. I think it's actually kind of like a subpar combat trick. And like you would play it if you have to, but I it's not my favorite. It's really not my favorite. Okay. Um 
I think the reason is because, like, it's not going to really let you trade up very well. Like, Sure Strike lets, you know, tiny things kill big things. Yeah. Uh, this is not going to really do that. Right. And the it pirates are kind of small, like more. you said. Yeah. Uh, next card is Sea Legs. Sea Legs. Sorry, sorry. I yep. was just going to, because you just said pirates are kind of small. Sorry. Pirates are going to do a better job of trading up. Trading up. They're going to have to trade, but the double strike means it will probably be able to trade with something pretty large. But then, like, you don't want a two-for-one yourself. That's yeah, not, that is like, true. You are two-for-one yourself. Yeah. So that is a bad... Okay. <laughs> but you can trade up. Yeah, yeah, you can. Like, sometimes you have to. Uh, so the next card is Sea Legs. It's blue. Enchantment Aura. Flash. Enchant Creature. Enchanted Creature gets plus O, plus two, as long as it's a pirate. Otherwise, it gets minus two, minus O. Okay. I don't like this. I, like... Yeah. Pirates don't want to block, so I don't think you're going to give a pirate plus O plus 2, and you're paying otherwise a single blue mana and a card to give something minus 2 minus O. It's like a combat trick. It's not. It's just not very good. Yeah. I don't think it's very Like, minus 2 minus O is such a small amount. I don't think it's worth a card. So, yeah. don't love it. All right. Next up, we have Dinosaur Hunter. Oh, no the dinos (laughs) okay well this is a dino hunter luckily it's not too large it's just black one for a 2-2 human pirate when dinosaur hunter deals damage to a dinosaur destroy that creature whoa this guy has a chip on his shoulder shoulder he does he does not like dinosaurs yeah no actually you mentioned earlier like that there's some some more of this like tribal tension there was the like merfolk who avoided dinosaurs Mm -hmm. this is killing dinos and which i I really like kind of the flavor of for going for rivals yeah right they're they're rivals Uh, this this card i would play this in the main if you need a bear if you need a two mana two two uh, otherwise, this is uh, in my sideboard, and if I'm playing against dinosaurs and I'm in black, I will bring it in because then it's a two-two with like death touch some of the time. The card, uh, the card is bad. Though. Like usually, it has no rules text unless you're playing against dinosaurs, right? It's just a two-mana two-two. Yeah, but I okay. I lean much more towards like putting it in the main because you will play dino decks for sure. Yeah, but not every deck. But and a two-mana two-two bear is fine. No, no. I think what I'm saying is like. You only put this in the main when you need a two mana two two. Like if you're looking okay. for a bear, you will play this. And if you have like this over like a strict bear, sure you play this because it has a rules text sometimes. But like if I'm not in the market for a bear, I don't play this card. I mm-hmm. keep it in my sideboard and bring it in be- when it might have death touch a good chunk of the time. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just like the dinos in this set are very scary. Um, yeah, but who, how many people are like? You're in a pre-release. There's four tribes. You have four rounds. Maybe I mean well, it depends. Like of them are yeah, maybe people dinos. are super into dinos. And, like, I don't know. That's what I, like do, I think but... all the best bombs, right? Like that we have the elder dinos. We have like I think the best bombs are dinos. They're really expensive though. Like I remember last pre-release, people kept trying to do dinos, and like my best results was when I played black red aggro. Yeah, and just like ran people over. Well, that's the question, right? Is this set as fast as the last? Yeah, set? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Next, we have Pedalous Plunderer. This is black three for a 1-4 human pirate. Whenever another creature you control dies, create a colorless treasure, uh, and you know what treasure do. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. You're, like, smiling. Are you excited about this? Yeah. I, like, don't know how I feel. This is, uh, this is gonna, (laughs) we're gonna see if this is enough to push the Marionette Master deck. Oh, Marionette Master. 
because oh previously gosh. you needed you needed anointed procession and like the guy that sacks stuff and you're paying three mana and like it was a big pain. This though, you play this and then you just go to town. Like you just sack wow. stuff with stockpile. You just swing out. You fumigate. And then you win. Yeah. Uh, you can revel in riches if you wanted to, but probably you're just going to play Marionette Master. I know. Well, my first yeah. thought was revel in riches, but I, I like that in Marionette yeah. Master. And the four toughness, I think, is great. It can block, like, everything in mono red. Mm-hmm. They can't spend, like, a single removal spell won't kill it. Yep. In um, Teamer, it's not great, but it can block Rogue Refiners, which is good. Sure. Um, the four toughness is nice, yeah. Yeah. It is four mana, a little more expensive than the Ruthless is, Knave, which is the card we keep thinking of. That's the 3-2 yeah. that sacks stuff. But if you have, like, an outlet and stuff, you can start sacking immediately or, like... Yep. This is, uh, it's it's definitely, like, in my mind, it is a combo card. That's really uh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. And uh, in Limited, do you care at four mana for a 1-4 and maybe treasure down the road? Uh, I Yeah. I don't... I mean, depending on... If I'm on an aggressive deck, then I'm not going to play this. No. If I'm on something that's a little bit slower, I'll play this. I, I really liked Sailor of Means. Sailor of Means was yeah. great. And it's like a three mana 1-4 that makes a treasure. This is a four mana 1-4 that... Might make, might make some more, but like just the four toughness is really nice. So if I'm yeah. in a defensive deck, I'll play this as a one four, and like I might expect, I don't have any super high expectations of getting a ton of treasure, but like I might get one here and there, and that's cool. Yeah. Uh, but just as a four mana one four, like in a defensive deck, you play. It. I think usually though, like the rate for one fours is three mana. Yeah, so um, it's a little. So it's a little high, and it doesn't see itself when it dies. It can't right. create a treasure for right. itself. So. So yeah. I think you really have to want to play defense to play this card. And then even then, it's not great. Yeah, I'm not sure um, why you're playing defense, yeah. though. What it you... feels like more of a construction card. Yeah. That's interesting. Oh, Marionette Master. That that deck could just go off. Like, if they had the pieces, mm-hmm. it was scary how much damage they could deal you in, like, a turn. Yeah. yeah. This is very interesting. Absolutely. Okay. Next, we have Twilight Prophet. This is Black Black 2 for a 2-4 Vampire Cleric with Flying Ascend. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you have the city's blessing, reveal the top card of your library and put it into your hand. Oh, are we going to lose some life now, Katie? No? Each opponent loses X life and you gain X life, where X is that card's converted mana cost. <laughs> this is a... I, this is bizarre, because, like, Dark Confidant is one of the most powerful cards in Modern, and it hurts you for the extra cards. <laughs> and this is like, we'll give you extra cards, and then you get to drain your opponent for him. Which is incredible. Yeah. And it, it's like a 2-4 flyer, which is yep. good. It You know, it has a hardy backside, yeah. two toughness. A hardy backside. Yeah, a hardy backside. <laughs> the two power can kill stuff or like, you know, two two is like a little bit of a clock. And yeah, you want to ascend. If you're playing this in Vampires, that's going to be so, so easy. Um, but yeah, this is... Cool. Yeah, um, I think it's you don't want to be you want to be careful in like saying it's it's not too much like Confidant because Confidant is two mana. Um, yeah, that's this is different. not this is four and you mana have to get the and then blessing. that's gonna say it. it's four mana and then you have this additional requirement and it's it's that requirement is significant. Yeah, so like I'm not uh, I think the card is don't have it on turn four. Right, right, right. I think the card is is good. It's nice. Uh, I definitely play unlimited. It's a two four flyer. That's pretty good. Um, yeah. but. It remains to be seen whether it will have a home constructed because it's going to depend on how easy it is to ascend, uh, which I don't think we have a sense of. Yeah. Yet, so. Next up is Wayward Swordtooth. This is 3-2 for a 5-5 five, five dinosaur. It's what? 3-2? Oh, 
Green two. Oh, green two. Sorry, I said three. <laughs> Just replace the green ease, with the three. You know. Of course. It's basically um, the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, anyways. Green, green two. two. Total of three. Yes. I was trying to give you information mm-hmm. here. Um, for a 5-5 five, five dino, so excellent rate, has a send, and the downside is, well, no, there's more, there's more. Uh, you may play an additional land on each of your turns. Hmm. Wayward Swordtooth cannot attack or block unless you have the city's blessing. Yeah. So oh the interesting thing about this is this is another card that's like, it's a combo-y card because uh, it's it doesn't... It's a rampy card. It doesn't die to um, push unless it's revolted. It doesn't die to bolt. Um, and it, it's just tricky because like the decks that want to play extra lands in modern, at least have azusa uh which is three mana and lets you play two extra lands every turn that sounds strictly better but azusa is a one two and in modern that's fine uh it dies to bolt and it can't block well this can't block either um <laughs> right but th- I mean, what i'm saying is like that's what it's competing with azusa is better like you said so i don't know that this will have a home in modern in standard uh I thought this like definitely goes in like the rampy dinosaur deck. I don't know. Really? Because it's not like it's like it's the weird ramp where it's you're playing just playing extra lands. You don't get to like actually search your deck for like you're not gaining. I I don't know. I I'm not super sold on it in standard. Hmm. Um, because how many lands do you realistically have? Like you play this, you play an extra land, and then it just sits there. It's a five five that can't do anything. You have two lands in hand. It if it, it like yeah. it feels like really conditional. Like it feels like usually the play additional land stuff that effect is played in combo decks that are like are trying to go off by doing something with their lands, um, like explore Azusa Prime Time, like all these cards that let you play extra lands. Or Prime Time does not let you play extra lands, <laughs> but Prime Time is played in those decks oftentimes. Um, so I don't know. Maybe maybe if you're trying to ramp to something super fast and like you're super all in on it and it's not too expensive because then this loses value uh it, maybe it's at like six then sure you wouldn't play this if you're ramp- ramping to like gashoth maybe because you ramp to gashoth then you swing with gashoth you put more dinos on the field you ascend and then you suddenly also have this dino in, in addition yeah. to everything you hit with gashoth. it just feels really conditional so for this to be good you need to have a large number of lands that, such that you can continue, like, I want to be able to play an additional land at least turn. twice. Yeah. Which means you have to have four lands in your hand over two turns. Yeah. After turn three. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, and then, then it doesn't, it, it, you need to also ascend to have it, like, do anything, anything on the battlefield. So I, I'm not too, hmm. I'm not too sold on it, but I could be wrong. Interesting. I thought this was, like, a shoe-in for, like, a dino ramp deck. Because mm. it was just, like, it let you ramp. And then when you were done ramping, you could start playing dinos. Like then it became a dino, so it was mm. like good early, good late. It's like, but like, and the thing and like, with this not is not that easy to remove. But the reason that they're like usually like card, like it's card disadvantage. Uh, not yeah, it's card disadvantage. Yeah. You're paying three mana to not do anything in yeah. terms of cards. Yeah, right. Yeah. You get to play lands out faster, and that is an advantage people want. But like usually, it's combo decks that are willing to trade card advantage for like tempo right because if you get your combo off really fast your opponent's not gonna be able to win so i i don't know we'll see i'm not convinced um but i i could be wrong been wrong before 
And our, I think our final card of the night is the enchantment that we've all been waiting for to find out if it will break team or energy. It is the blue-green enchantment, Hadana's Climb. It is blue-green one, legendary enchantment, so a great rate. At the beginning of combat on your turn, put a plus one plus one counter on target creature you control. Then, if that creature has three or more plus one plus one counters on it, transform Hadana's Climb. It becomes the Winged Temple of Arazka. You can tap it to add one mana of any color to your mana pool. And you can pay blue-green one, tap it, target creature you control, gains flying, and gets plus X plus X until end of turn, where X is its power. Yeah, this looks really good for Teamer. You think so? Well, with Coven Hydra, the, the flip condition is really easy. And if you gave a cover or a Hydra flying... I know that people are throwing Cartouche on in, like, these Pummeler decks. But this is, like, repeatable Cartouche with Pump. So, here's why I'm hesitant about it. Um, first, like, the t- people are kind of cutting Cubs. And, like, in Team Ramirez, you side them out. But also, Refiner and Hydra both have one more power than Toughness. Yeah. Which means that a counter doesn't actually let them like survive a trade yeah Yeah. which is kind of awkward so then it's a matter of like does teamer want to pay three mana on the turn when it has its best plays rogue refiner and whirler does it want to spend three mana to play this and it's probably not a turn three play because they're putting a plus one plus one counter that turn on what a servant uh yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it does something the turn it comes down sure so like you're probably not playing it on turn three you're playing it later yeah, playing at turn four or five. I could be convinced that maybe this is like a two of. Maybe. Because it does feel... It's just like it feels terrible against red too because you're not like a... Ta- but if you already have... Yeah, it's like it's only good if you already are surviving against red, right? Yeah. So it's not good against Ramanov. In the mirror... Um, it is good if it, like, sits there for a while. And if you get it to flip, you will win. Probably. I don't even think it has to sit there. As long as you are keeping in Hydras in the mirror, this is pretty people easy people don't to tend to do that either. People cut Hydras in the mirror a lot. And people yeah. are cutting down the number of Hydras they have anyways. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. In the condition that you are playing a team deck and you are keeping the Hydras in the mirror. How often is a Hydra a 7-6? Like, Hydra's trade off really fast. Because it has three or more counters on it, right? Yeah, but this, so this is two turns, though, right? Like, so first, either. So this kind of uh, incentivizes you not to attack in the Teamer Mirror. Because if you attack with a Hydra, it's dying. It'll trade off. Because you're you're saying because you want to keep it to do this. To flip. Yeah. I mean, if you have six energy to pump Hydra twice, the turn this comes in, this flips. Because it's going to put a counter on the Hydra. That's yeah. the third. You flip it. Then you give the Hydra. But I just don't think that happens. Like, the play pattern of Teamer is not to pump Hydras. Yeah. Right? It's to save it. Um, and, like, Cubs, they die really fast. They don't get counters. And if they get counters, you're already winning. Like, you don't need this card. Yeah. Um, and then also, the flip side, it's nice. But there are, like, Thopters are good at jumping. And you're paying four mana to do this and like f- flings, like leap something into the air 
and like they can chump it with the thopter. Yeah. Um, All right. So in contrast to Teamer, let's talk about Merfolk because there is that uh, rare Merfolk that gives well, ones with I was gonna say snake. counters unblockable. I was going to say Sultai. Uh, you go Sultai Snake and you get this card. This is two counters every turn. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Uh, and you like go back to like Vergerous Gearhawks or Walking Ballistas. Uh, um, like it seems like it's a snake card. Yeah. Um, and also, like, this also, I can't think of where, but it feels like it could be a modern card. The backside feels really strong in modern. Uh, yeah. Like it's kind of like a mini Kessig Wolfron, where instead of trample and plus X plus O, uh, where you're dumping all your mana. If you're already playing big creatures, giving it flying in plus X plus X is pretty nice. Uh, and getting a counter every turn is nice. But I think that, like... So, but this card, like, came out while we are doing this podcast. So I'm just stream of consciousness Because I'm about to actually go in the opposite direction and now say, now that I think about it, though, like, three mana for a counter return is probably pretty terrible for modern. So maybe not. Yeah. Um, okay, so, but then on Merfolk. Yeah, fish, sir. You think this goes in Merfolk? Standard Merfolk? Yeah. Uh, why not? Why not? Why? I have no idea. I don't know what standard Merfolk, Merfolk is, looks like. is, But I, I think, no idea. like, if we're thinking about there's, like, a lot of small Merfolk, like, throwing a counter on Are there? I, I didn't. Sure. <laughs> the, when okay. you say standard Merfolk, I have no idea what you're talking about because I have no idea what that deck is. But you've seen, like, the Merfolk that we and have And they so all far. do five different things. Like, they all want the deck to go in a different direction. I The I deck like is, the like, a most disaster. Of the, most of them want Merfolk to go wide. I think Are you really? Merfolk you sure? Well, the lord that has you, like, tapping merfolk certainly does. Okay, let's say they want you to go wide. And, like... Sure, we'll run with that. River Sneak, you want to be able to play... Is River Sneak multiple... playable in Merf Modern and Standard Merfolk? The power level, like, it's competing with a lot of good two drops. But all the two drops want to do different things, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, have, I can't say strongly one way or the other in Modern Merfolk, uh, Standard Merfolk, because I don't know what that I think is. you're just saying that the deck is bad. But I think if no, the deck I'm saying existed... I have no idea what the deck is. Okay. If like someone builds a blue green Merfolk deck, I'll look at it, and then I'll say, <laughs> ah, I understand. But like, I don't get what the deck is doing. Like, what? How is the deck win games? Like, how does it? What's its play pattern? None of these things are clear to me. Vampires, I understand. The yeah, deck but wants to go. Vampires is bad. I think the vampires are getting some push cards here. Like. I think uh, going wide with Bishop and then playing Bishop of the Bloodstain and playing the draw X, lose X light. They don't have a lot of good ways to go wide. They only have Call to the Feast and No, no, you're thinking Commission the cards from last time. And we'd, Maverick Fane. We'd have to look through, I don't know, some no, of the cards there here. There are other things that just like generate Merfolk. There's one... But like what I'm saying is like Vampires has individually powerful cards. That, like Merfolk doesn't. Yeah, but I, I feel like a lot of the individually powerful cards in Vampires depend on you having more vampires and like having gone but wide you i don't know i think you might be able to do it you might like with i don't know like i, I think know. we we haven't seen a lot of the commons and uncommons which might be making tokens um yeah, but that's like true but i think you need like good token makers for vampires but all i'm saying is good. like i understand what vampires is like regardless yeah, of how good it is true. vampires wants to go wide and then play things that like win the game uh dinosaurs wants to ramp to big things and then kill you um Pirates wants to play like a weird aggro tempo game that's probably pretty bad. Merfolk wants to, to do some evasiony stuff and I kill don't get you. It. I don't get it. Yeah. No idea. I th- I think that's what it is though. I think it's like evasiony. But uh, stuff. I think it. I think maybe with Hadana's climb, I think it's worth looking at uh, Black Green Snake again 
uh, yeah, particularly just like pure snake. Sultai, splashing blue for oh. Hadana's climb, and then maybe even splashing blue for the uh, blue merfolk that makes plus one hunter guys unblockable. Herald of Secret Streams. Nah. It's probably too bad of a rate it's and not a four worth it. Drop. It is, uh, but like Isn't as it a, like a four drop two three. It's a two three, so. but it doesn't matter. You're I mean, you're playing. The problem with it is like, uh, it does like you can kill it mid combat. Yeah. Because. Uh, like we've seen yeah. cards like that see play like in the collective company mirrors they play that angel that tapped your opponent's board mm-hmm. right because you just kill them and this creature doesn't do that so it's probably yeah. not very good but i, I, can I see mean splashing like blue. if you're looking for that you might rather be playing like river's rebuke or the merfolk that taps their board sure. right because it's almost like giving all your creatures unblockable yeah. which is essentially yeah, yeah. what you're trying to do but it's yeah, not it's just better. removable um yeah so hadana's climb um yeah we'll see We'll see. I like uh, I like it in Sultai Snake. Uh, my uh, Sultai, and I would definitely play it in limited. So actually, Sultai Snake has like morphed into Sultai Energy, right? With like it has. Yeah. I was gonna say like I still think you'd keep the Cub because the like the Cub Snake interaction is just insane. Yeah. Like for every single energy, you even get just a putting counter. counters like on Siphoner is pretty good. Uh, That's true. Like Menace is great. Uh, putting like a counter on Ballista every turn, or two counters on Ballista every turn for free. Is awesome. Yeah. Um, but you have to, like, so also the flip condition of this is not optional. So when you're putting a third counter on, you're flipping, right? So if you're trying to keep it on the front side to keep placing counters, you need to spread them out. I think that's okay, though, too. Yeah. Because the deck does good. Like, it can put out a lot of creatures and you can kind of spread them out. Yeah, I think that, like, that deck would might be the best home for this. Um, but uh, I guess we'll see. I haven't read anything on this card, what other people think. So we could be way off. Maybe it's like a mandatory two of in all teamer decks going forward. All right, I, I don't think. Maybe it's. I don't think we're that far off. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. But so. that I think wraps it up. I don't think there are any more spoilers that came that out, out in mid. the last like minute. Uh, let's see. Let's see. There are right, not. That's it. So that r- wraps up our penultimate episode of uh, Spoiler Season: Rivals of Ixalan. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Where we will review the final dump. Uh, final 84 cards uh, from the full dump uh, of commons and uncommons. And there's probably a couple of rares and like a mythic or something left. Uh, and that is it for tonight. So with that said, thanks again to our sponsors, uh, New England Comics, you can find on Facebook at NEC Coolidge. And to Flipside Gaming, where you can find them online at FlipsideGaming.com. I'm Ryan. I'm Katie. And this is Spoiler, Spoiler Season. Season.